Being a person of color in the workplace has pretty much become hazardous at this point, but being a person of color in the workplace has seemed to just turned into a whole other ballgame in itself. I remember when I first started writing this episode and going over what I wanted to talk about with my mom, and she turned to me and asked, was I sure that the people my age would want to talk about this stuff and that this one was a valid discussion to be had and I asked her what and she said racism in the workplace and it was kind of like a record scratch had went off in my head and it kind of turned into me and her having a whole mini discussion on the things that I had never really discussed all of which had happened at work because it's like once I leave work I'm done I'm out I clocked out we're done we aren't friends I don't know you who are you you're my co-worker I never met you <laughs> you know and it, it it was so interesting because it was like more now than ever being black in the workplace is real like it's a real thing when I have a kid and she's old enough to understand me I'm going to sit her down and I'm going to talk to her about Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, shit, Issa Rae. You're about to get your whole world shook by black culture and the slaves that built America's back. <laughs> um, I know it goes without saying this because I would prefer to have my children. I mean, we're kind of already, already digressing off the main topic, but welcome to In Session where nothing stays on topic. But seriously, I would rather have my children raised with the proper knowledge versus the school textbook knowledge. If anyone out there catches my drift without me being as transparent as possible. <laughs> the first topic I really wanted to bring up was being hyper aggressive. I know a lot of people out there who have dealt with being called hyper aggressive when they're really just not being heard in a corporate nine to five or any job field that they're really passionate about. I I think that a lot of people of color, we are passionate because we are unheard. And when we are unheard, it creates a communication issue in which the message isn't conveyed like someone Caucasian would because they're struggling to be heard so when they finally are being heard it kind of comes off as aggression and it's actually not it's just my ideas or my voice or any or any anything that i'm saying it's valid you you need to hear me not because it's my right but because i belong in this space too you hired me let my voice be heard and it goes way beyond outright discrimination. It goes into something much deeper and it's psychological. It's the black face in a predominantly white environment that just, well, it it's like, why should we pay attention to you? What are you bringing us that we haven't heard? Why should we take the time to listen to you? You're the only black person in the room. And... It kind of leaves that feeling of like, well, damn, am I ghost dad? Like, can people not see me? Are people trying so hard not to see me? And that's when it all ties back to hyper visibility and invisibility. And we are on stage versus us being utterly invisible. So a lot of times we are always 
seen but like never heard the kardashians <sighs> the kardashians <laughs> oh god the kardashians um although they are well seasoned business women they are women who are appropriating culture from black women and profiting off of that with the trends and the hair and it's taking black women's culture and it's kind of making it their own and it has something to do with diversity and authenticity because a lot of times I have been in a situation where I'm like I always want to remain my authentic self but the community isn't diverse enough like the workplace is not diverse enough for me to hold on to the identity where I feel like I can be myself but I'm also approachable and it's funny because I had a part-time job in Brooklyn <laughs> oh god I <laughs> I worked at a boutique and I only worked there on the weekends it was always busy on the weekends so I never really interacted with the people that I worked with which a majority of them were white and I mean it was like about five staff so yeah I never I think I only probably spoke to one of the other employees other than that it was not much talking because it was always so busy and it never really bothered me the fact that I was the only person of color there it was just the diversity and authenticity part of being the person of color in the workplace is so triggering because it reminds me so much of discrimination in the workplace that it's just like racism is still alive and I knew it because <laughs> guys we're gonna do a quick story time working in that store on the weekends we would get like a comp mail from the boss which I thought was like oh cute you know like it's it's a little cute little incentive so we would all collectively decide what we wanted to eat and then we would order on saturday we ordered and i really didn't want anything that they were trying to order i'm not gluten free i'm not vegan i'm just lactose intolerant like <laughs> that's about it i remember when trying to decide we couldn't find a place that was the best choice for all of us collectively that really had fit everyone's needs um and it was something so minuscule I didn't pay attention to it until long after where it was like oh okay so we ordered food and we looked over the menus and I decided I wanted something from somewhere else and the other co-worker of mine actually was like oh yeah I want something from there too I remember the manager coming over and he kind of like looked at the menu before we placed the order because other people had finally was like, oh yeah, let's order from there too. We, um, we waited for him to look it over and then he came and stood next to me and said, and he said it very quietly and was like, um, did you only want to order from this place because they have fried chicken <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like okay and I laughed and I remember laughing because when I'm uncomfortable I now do this thing where it's like 
I'm uncomfortable. I'm just going to laugh because I'm in a situation where it's just like, I don't really want to be here, but it's like, fuck, I'm at work. I can't just get up and leave. I mean, I could, I could quit, but then I'd be like, I have no money. (laughs) Like, so I just laughed. I laughed and I didn't really think much of it. And I really didn't think about it until much later and processed it and analyzed it and decrypted it. He said that to me and I looked at him and I didn't realize what he had said and how he had said it. Um, He actually said, we're not ordering here. We're going to get sushi. I don't like fried chicken. That's one. I don't eat fried foods ever. I don't really recall the last time I had fried chicken. I can't tell you the last time I went into Popeye's and got me a breast and a breast and a leg with two biscuits with extra jelly. I mean, the way I just said that kind of low-key sounded like I do eat fried chicken and I love me some Popeye's. I actually don't, so don't try me, (laughs) y'all. Sorry, I'll be laughing at my own jokes, y'all. Y'all know I'm silly. Stop it. Don't judge, don't judge me, y'all. <laughs> um, but it struck a chord with me. And it wasn't until much later, long after, when I actually wasn't even working there anymore, that me and my friend were sitting down and we were talking about something and I had brought that situation up. And I stopped and I had a moment of clarity and I was like, Wow. This clown was racist. Like, wow, homeboy was racist as fuck. And it kind of started leading to other, like, other coincidences. Like, not even coincidences. It was more so timed recurring situations where I was like, oh, he's racist. And it was weird to me because at one point I did work there and I kind of said to myself I don't think he's racist but I know he's racist and another part of me was like stopping myself from coming to that conclusion and bringing it into reality because it was like he can't be racist he hired me and at the same time that was also me being naive because he was definitely racist and it was much more apparent when when it was confirmed way after when the other people who worked there was like you're the first person of color we've had work here in quite a while and quite a while was actually three years (laughs) so I was the first African American to get up in there in quite some time so (laughs) a Um, I would have loved to see what it would have been like to work there full time with him and experience all of that. But luckily, I, (laughs) luckily I didn't. I only worked there on weekends. But yeah, that was, that was my story time. My little short story time. I, (laughs) I think certain jobs need to realize and recognize the racial boundaries that they are putting up in the workplace and how it is affecting people of color and that it needs to really be a broader spectrum of faces so that 
way we work in an environment that is more enjoyable for everyone and it's an atmosphere where everyone feels comfortable and is ready and willing and able to come to work willing to give 150 fuck 110 fuck 100 150 because i guarantee you if i walk into a place and i see faces all faces i'm going to want to work there i'm sure there's going to be a few dickheads in the crowd but that's just life but I don't want to work for a company or an organization or be anywhere that is not all inclusive of everyone, not just one person, one shade, one color. That ain't it and that ain't for me. I truly believe it all boils down to more so how do we navigate through the workplace as a person of color And I always have been told this with any position that I have by my mom. She would literally like always tell me, you are on stage at all times. Watch how you conduct yourself in the work environment as a black man, but more importantly, as a black gay man. You are on stage more so than others and you have to conduct yourself with a certain level of professionalism. But at the same time, you have to stay true to yourself. And you also have to maintain the identity of who you are in the workplace. Because switching up those personalities often sometimes be very split personality because it's not enough black faces to really relate to. And switching through these personalities, I'm like, am I Hannah Montana or am I Miley? And it's like, which one am I today? (laughs) That's the one thing I always made sure I paid attention to. That when I am in the workplace, I always am approachable and I kind of always maintain that sense of professionalism. But at the same time, I always kept to who I was in here because I never wanted to lose myself in any environment, which all of us should do. But at the same time, it's like, I know I'm on stage. I know I'm being watched. They're judging me. You're judging. You're going to judge me for the work that I'm doing, but you're really judging me because I'm black. And don't try to tell me otherwise. And yeah, I want you to recognize me as a black man with brains, a strong work ethic, and not judge me on my skin tone or my preference and I think that being a person who is LGBT who falls in the column of being black in the workplace and also being gay straight men or straight men of color and it's it's how I say certain things I have to make sure I say it in a way that is authoritative but at the same time not to be confused with sassy or misconstrued as me being hyper aggressive or bitchy but because i know who i am i'm a leo and for those who don't know if you were to ask my friends who is perry they would say he's a big personality he's a lot sometimes or as my friend would like to say he's an asshole with a heart of gold like literally anyone can ask my friends who am i and they would say I'm loud, I'm caring, I'm sweet and shady at the same time, I'm a bit much, but I'm honest, and most importantly, I'm a hard worker, and 
I don't want to be misconstrued as anything other than a hard worker at the end of the day. And whatever falls on me falls on me, but best believe it's going to get done. And I think that being in the workplace and always being on stage and being visible, but not really visible. And it's kind of like it ties back to black people supporting one another. There are so little black people in the community of the corporate nine to five in certain places where it's like when you see other faces in your meeting or a person of color in the break room or whatever the wherever you are, it's your duty to make sure you are uplifting them. And actually, it's like you can be sitting in a meeting and you see another person of color trying to get their point across or that they have a valid point or idea to bring to the table. And that's when you say, hey, guys, I think Jonathan has something he wants to say. I think we should give him the floor. Give him the space to shine uplift that person because that person is going to recognize you uplifting them and they're going to do the same when it comes your turn i guarantee i've seen it i've done it i know it it will happen a hundred percent and connecting with one another versus connecting with your office neighbor you need to connect more with the person you didn't know that was in the office or the break room and be like, hey, what's up? How are you? I work in such and such. You work in such and such. Let's connect sometime outside of work and chit chat. It's all about uplifting people in the workplace to make sure that everyone feels heard, everyone feels recognized, and everyone is validated. I think that in the workplace, Everyone is out to get that top spot. So to be head honcho and get that promotion, regardless of wherever you are, I feel like it's always going to be a promotion or that position that everyone kind of wants or is craving for versus you working as a team. Because I mean, there really isn't no I in team and I don't want to get all Disney Channel on you guys, but I think everyone needs to uplift one another more so people of color because... You and I might be fighting for the same position, but there's three other people that aren't of color that's fighting for that position that's going to get it. And you and I are going to be stuffed, like stuck there looking like Boo Boo the Fool. And it's our jobs to make sure that we make each other shine so that we are seeing, that we are being seen and considered for those promotions or the next one or the next one after that. And it's our jobs to create that sense of togetherness in the community within work, not just for one another, but for everyone, because it starts at home. <laughs> it, it really does, if you catch my drift. <laughs> and staying true to who you are and navigating through the workplace between identities is going to be hard. I have to remind you guys to that you are on stage and remembering how to convey yourself in a certain environment and making sure that you're uplifting others of color as well as people who aren't of color 
and making sure everyone feels like a real community inside of work. I believe that we can go as far as we we really want to, but we have to make the difference because racism really never went anywhere. Racism kind of just evolved and we're struggling. We're struggling to maintain and and people like Amanda Sills, Issa Rae, Tyler Perry, and Jordan Peele, they are making black content because black people have a voice too. And I think that that content that they are creating is is so so good for the people because it's like it's allowing us to find not only find our voices but also that our voices are now being recognized and our voices are being heard and they are networking across versus networking up and stepping over people to get to that top spot and i think that they're doing it in such a profound way that's just making the best impact and just benefiting everyone versus just themselves and i aspire to be them i look up to them these people are amazing i i love those people like they are my idols guys we've reached the end of this episode i want to leave you guys with my final thought with that it all starts at home uplifting everyone and connecting and building that support system in the workplace from within it all starts with you i (laughs) i want to thank everyone for tuning in to the first official episode if you like what you hear follow and share i'm perry and this has been in session (music) Oh, <music>